to the very first episode of Raising a Revival Generation. Um, I'm Pastor Jason Klebs, and this is my beautiful wife. I'm Bethany. And uh, we just wanted to do a little podcast with you to talk about our experiences in raising our kids and um, to help you guys with some things, some things that we've learned along the way. Now, we're not novice at this. Uh, how many kids do we have? Seven. Seven, yeah. See? Did so, you forget? I, I always forget. Um, but so seven kids, two dogs, and two cats, and a partridge and a pear tree. Anyways, we want we thought we'd share some just some of our story and some of the things that we've uh, seen God do as we've surrendered uh, different parts of our parenting um, to Him. And so I'm going to let you take over. Yeah. Well, we've been on a journey. It's said we have been married for 15 years. As, as of yesterday. Of yesterday. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. We got married in. A snowstorm in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and if you know, you know, it is treacherous going to Johnstown, Pennsylvania in January, but we we did it. We really wanted to get married, and so we did. We were young, and uh, we got married in the middle of Bible college, and that's a whole story to itself, and very shortly after, about three months, we got pregnant with our first daughter, Adeline, and ever since then, we have just been collecting children. we like have baseball cards. yeah biological children and then children through spiritual adoption and it's just been uh well a journey it's been a journey and and so with that too we've also been in youth ministry for as All long along. as we've been together too so not only do we have tips from our own kids but also as we've poured into the lives of other students who have come in um we've seen different things that god has uh God has really spoken to us about on right. how to how to transform our kids' lives, but also the kids that we're shepherding outside of our family. Yeah. Youth ministry, family ministry, we've kind of have done done it all, and have been pretty actively involved in both of those aspects for the majority of our adult lives. Very honestly, yeah. And part of our story too is is like it wasn't like we got a download from God and then it all clicked no. and we just did it perfect. It was this <laughs> this journey has been a, a one of of striving, of failing, of picking ourselves up, and then finally of one of surrender really was what it came down to. And so uh, I guess I'll start a little bit of our story. Yeah, sure. Okay, so as Bethany said, she gave you our whole history of being married, but um, but I want to talk about something more re- recently, and then maybe we can work back and talk about the stuff in between when we got married. Lots to, of episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the good thing about a podcast. They keep going. So if you miss out. If we miss something this episode, we'll probably bring it back next episode. Uh, but it was about a year ago, um, we're, well, two years ago, that life really transitioned for us. I'm guessing two years ago. Three. I forget how many it's kids about three. I have. So three years ago. <laughs> um, so yeah, I forget how many kids I have, so I'm probably going to forget times and dates. But I do remember stories. And so about three years ago, there was a big transition in our life. And uh, change of job, change of scenery, change of house. <laughs> Uh, if you can even call it, we lived in a house, uh, it was a camper, but we, anyways, things changed, but it was in the midst of that transition that we had made a, a, um, like a request of God. We made a, we made a, almost like we, we said, I said this to her and she agreed. I said, I don't want the Holy Spirit being awkward to our children. And that was the first time that, that, that really kind of hit like that we, we've kind of been sheltering them from moves of God and from who God is and God and even allowing God to move in their life in radical ways. We kind of sheltered them from that because we wanted them to have more of like a, of a doctrine-based life. A doctrine-based life, meaning not so much experience, just knowledge. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with doctrine, so don't jump down my throat. We're not anti-doctrine. Yeah, but I'm just talking about for us as parents, we were very, I was, I was very strict. 
and regiment on, on them knowing about God. But when, we, when the changes scenery happened, God was doing things in my life and revealing things in my life and changing things in my life that led me to say, I don't want the Holy Spirit to be awkward to my kids. I don't want them to go someplace and see something that God does and then them doubt it or question it because of the way that I raised them. Right. And so it was, was it 2020? Yeah. We kind of set out on this spiritual journey as parents and, and as a family. Really, that's where it was as a family. It was the kickoff of this, that, uh, that God would, would really move in our children's lives and in our lives as parents through the Holy Spirit. And you might even call that, I remember you read a book like Supernatural Childbirth, but it's like, it's really being supernatural parents. Yeah. Is allowing God to speak and minister. And, and, um, and through that journey and through the last three years, so we've been married for 15, but it's really the last three years where we've actually completely surrendered. I'm not saying we were bad parents or we didn't, like, we taught yeah. them about Jesus. We told them, they knew the stories. But we had had experiences and we, I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And in that journey, we were... We had a, it's, you know, it's a popular word, a deconstruction. We've been through kind of just waves in, in our life and we... I would change that word deconstruction to totally destroyed. Yeah, right. <laughs> and well, life happens, sometimes things get totally destroyed. Well, I was, ta- I, what I was talking about is actually before that. So, oh, okay, yeah. so we both came out of a, we were raised in charismatic type movements and then in our adult lives with raising our children, we, we stepped away from that. And it was, it was through her and just other experiences in our life. And also trying to, you know, fit in a box uh, of where we were at. We were really trying to fit in that box. And so I'd say we raised our children, or we were raising our children with a lot of head knowledge and not a lot of heart knowledge. So we were telling them about God, but we we're not imparting, we were not showing them how to have that relationship for themselves. And part of that is just because we, you don't know what you don't know. I think some of it too is like when we were talking about surrender is that we actually, at least for me, as you were saying that, that we didn't surrender our parenting to God at all. Like, um, that, that I remember this hit me and I was reading a book and it was that, that God loves our kids more than we do. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do because we really love our kids. Um, Never mind. I was gonna make a joke, but it's not funny. <laughs> um, but but you gotta catch yourself sometimes before you, you say things. So that, that's wisdom. That's something I learned in the last three years. Uh, but uh, but allowing, um, yeah, like surrendering our parent, our parenting to God. That God, that God loves our kids even more than we do because He formed them, and each one of them is uniquely and divinely right. made, and each one has characters. They're not all the same. That was one thing that was hard. Instead of saying, like, why can't you be more like this one? Why can't you listen like this one? God has uniquely instilled in each one of them a divine characteristic that he put there. And I shouldn't try to tamper with that. Right. But it took surrendering to God to see that. And it actually, I don't know what ended up happening is it made our kids more enjoyable, too. (laughs) And I'm sure it made us more enjoyable as well. Well, and and I think of... uh, what we've really begun to put into practice is that there is no junior Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so starting to recognize that the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in us also lives in our children. Our children are saved. They know Jesus. They have Jesus. They've been filled by his spirit. And so learning how to, to develop that and to grow that and, um, and to trust that as well. We've had some experiences and we'll talk about them later where, you know, our kids have had visions and we've thought that they were crazy. Like we were like, okay guys. Okay. But it's that understanding that no, like the Holy Spirit speaks for our children and he loves our children. And in fact, we're called to have childlike faith. And so that's, 
it's humbling and it's, it becomes, you realize what an honor it is to, to raise our children. But one thing I, I remember that we have mentioned is our kids' ages. So we have children all the way from the ages 21 down to one. Um, and so we, we'll talk about that timeline later on. Uh, but, you know, we have a young adult and we have, you know, a teenager and we have a preteen and then we've got kid age and then we have preschool age and now we have a toddler baby age. So we kind of really hit, um, a lot <laughs> in that age range. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, as you were talking to him, we were talking about like, um, God, God, um, really there's no junior Holy spirit in our kids. Um, but, and a unique thing was that the things that used to frustrate about us, about our kids before, like we really started allowing God to work through them and work in their life were, were, were characteristics that God has actually turned and used in their right. lives. So like I said, each one's divinely and uniquely constructed because we know that from the Psalms, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, before I was even in my mother's womb, you, were, you, you knew and you consecrated my days. Uh, like those are promises of God. And it took us as parents really un- to, to, to tap into that and see like, because there were things that, I, th- I just think of Adeline, there were things that I always, like, they, were, they were just so frustrating to her. But then when I realized that she was wired just like me, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that God put her, God instilled things into her, and those things that used to frustrate me actually became something that I truly enjoy in her because right. it's 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 God working on my heart, but God also working in her life. Um, and so, I don't know where we're going with this podcast, yeah. this first episode, other than just kind of let you into a little bit of our story. But that, yeah. that that's something that I hold on to, and actually, it's something I've come to cherish. Yeah, um, in our in our family, it's not just it's yeah. Well, I think one of the motives and one of the reasons why we're doing this is because for us, uh, you know, we're, we're totally all in and, w- and with our children, our, our life, and we'll get into more of that later on. You know, we are a homeschooling family. We are a ministry-focused family, and that includes our children. Uh, we don't separate our children out of ministry. They are a part of ministry with us. It's what we feel God has called our entire family to, to do. And, uh, you know, our, our hearts behind this and our motivation is that, we don't really see a lot of people raising children like we are. And so our thought process is to bring others along the journey. And one question that we keep asking over and over again is how do we disciple families? You know, we are the youth pastors here at this church and are at our, at our, our church. And, you know, I work in our children's ministry and how do we disciple others, others around us and just others in general who are hungry and who are hungry for more in their family and don't, quite know how to get there Mm. and we're not all there yet it's a journey this is a journey but what we want to do is to invite others into our journey into a little bit of behind the scenes and how we're raising our children and we have a lot of hiccups and a lot of bumps and a lot of bruises and a lot of grace and a lot of grace and most of all it's it's us who needs the grace the most um and, you know, and I also think back of like just where our parenting started. If we look back at the very beginning, uh, we were really realistically young kids who got married and didn't really know anything about anything about raising children. And we didn't really put the work into, you know, finding a parenting style or anything like that. We just kind of went into it without having a lot of knowledge. And along the way, we've picked up things from different styles and movements of parenting. You know, you've got your respectful, gentle parenting, your attachment parenting. And then, then there's the whole like being raised in the church and, and, and that aspect of parenting and trying to sift through and figure out what works best for our family. And it's ever changing and it's ever evolving. Mm, 
And I bet you people knew that we were um, a Holden School family because of the essential oil that we have going. <laughs> I didn't make that. That was Dead you. <laughs> um, that is true. That it, uh, this yeah. it smells good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and 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 the 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 idea of coming from two very distinct backgrounds in in the way that my parents did things and the way that your parents yeah. did things and trying to cohesively form uh, something that we could both kind of abide by. Yeah. Um, and not because it's easy just to result to what you know. Right. But, um, but just, but that doesn't mean that it's right. And that doesn't mean that it's godly either. Just cause you know, it's, that's the way it's always been. Doesn't mean that God doesn't want to do something new and do something even better. Um, and so a part of the journey was trusting him. And I remember the first time that we actually did kind of step out in that direction was with Adeline and, uh, and she was a hyper child. Yes. If she was silent, for two seconds as a toddler. For means, reference, Adeline is now 14. Yeah. If, if she was silent for two seconds as a toddler, something was up. it means that she was doing something, destroying something. I, I Probably putting cinnamon all over the living room, uh, the dining room, our kitchen. Yes. Like she did. Like all over the floor, the packing, packing peanuts. peanuts. She put she put onion powder in my work boots. So when I went <laughs> to work, it like stunk really bad. Yeah. She did that twice. Yep. And so she was constantly... She locked me out of the house. Yes. She was constantly... Uh, into stuff and um i had a point on why i brought that up and now i don't know oh yeah when when we first decided that we were really going to pursue god for our kids it was time for her to um to figure out we were going to figure out with her she's our firstborn um child uh, uh, um, biological Biological. and so we we had to decide what we were going to do with her for school for education yeah and we were we were like and that was a big deal it was a big deal but it was like you know you just send your kids to school because that's what you do that's and we just were the way we the were world both works. adamantly against homeschooling yeah like our want... thought is like we don't want I, my thought honestly was i don't know anything and i don't want my kid to oh be no dumb. my like, thought was, was like... i don't want weird kids because like when you grew up in the oh, 90s and the early 2000s it's like you everyone knew like if you grew up in the church you knew sorry shout out adriana my very best childhood friend um but like we all knew those like weird kids and we're like, we don't want those kids. You know, the ones oh, with like them. the flip phones and the other belts and the pocket knives. And we weren't raising oh. a bunch of white troops. <laughs> right, like that. If you know the reference, you know what we're talking jean about. Jean skirt wearing. And so we were very against homeschooling. And then I, I and then had Adeline a, came along right. and we said, if we chant, if we send her to a public school, they're going to put her in a classroom yes. because they're going to label her with ADHD yes. or, and they're going to try to shoot her up with Ritalin, whatever they give to kids that are hyperactive. And she's just going to be put aside and she's never going to get the opportunity right. to, to flourish in education. But the one thing that we realized real fast, and I think it was just because of her, she brought it to light, is that it's not the, it's not the state's job to raise my child right. or educate them. Not, that came along out, after. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know that at the time, right. and that's something God would reveal, but we loved our child enough to say, like, if we just submit her to the school, and I'm not saying that you don't, you don't have to, you, you have to pull your kid out and homeschool, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, I don't know, that's up to you, and between you and God, figure it out. Right. Um, but for us, we loved our child enough not to let her be labeled something, put in a classroom, and then miss out on everything. Right. And so, for us, it was love that motivated us to homeschool. Mind you, we didn't want to. <laughs> And, and I just remember, and you left your job yep. and you stayed, became a stay at home mom right. from that point to today, to today. Um, and, but, but it was, but God, and God honored that. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't the state's job to, to raise my kid. It was me to figure out how to shepherd 
and your job, it was our right. job as parents to figure out how to shepherd Adeline to the best of our ability and honor God in that because God, children are a blessing from the Lord. They're our inheritance. Right. And so we had to realize that and we had to, to honor God because I believe it or not, God has a calling on your kid's life. Right. And we instill that in them. We speak those words of life. We, we raise them in a way that allows that to flourish. Yeah. And the fruit of that, 14 years later, yeah. It's incredible. Is, has been incredible. Yeah. We've seen God do amazing things through Adeline's life. And that's a, that's a testimony for all our kids. But we're just hypering on, we're hyper fixating on Adeline right now just because she was our first uh, biological child. Someone you make the most mistakes with. Yeah. <laughs> but, but God has honored yeah. that, that. And, and like we said, we weren't perfect. We're <laughs> not oh, perfect. Man. Jeez, there's probably stories and stories and stories. But I know. Someday gonna, we'll have to get them here and they can tell the stories of us. No. Because um, <laughs> that would be a totally different perspective is, is, is yeah. their opinion. But then, whew, yeah. But that was the first time I remember where we, where, we, um, where we changed the style of what we thought of things. Right. And I do, and I honestly believe it was because of God. Um, because it would have been easier to send her to school and it would have been easier to work. And with homeschooling is what we did is that I had a friend who gave me curriculum. She was passionate about homeschooling. I was, you know, kind of interested in it, but I was really interested in it because my friend did it. It wasn't necessarily a calling at that point that I had felt. And so I remember we had looked into putting her into a preschool and we couldn't afford it. That we just straight out couldn't afford it. And so I said, well, you know, she has to have preschool. I have to do something. And so I began to homeschool her. And for you on your end, you were like, well, we'll just give it, you know, while she's four, she's four years old. We'll just, we'll try it out for the year because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. And I remember that. And I remember I, I fell in love with it. And I, you know, it's, it's incredible when you start teaching your child to read and they start learning and you're a part of every aspect of that. And you know, day to day, their strengths and their weaknesses and, and, just the, I mean, I just enjoy it so much. And I remember just praying that was like, you know, something that like, okay, like, well, I really want to do this, you know, but God had to change your heart. And that happened completely on its own because you heard a sermon about it. And yeah. I, I remember you coming home being like, you know, we have to, you know, give to God what is God and give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And our, our children don't belong to Caesar. They belong to God. And that was it. That was, you know, kind of the journey. But being able to submit that. And that really was one of the first times when we allowed God to lead our family instead of just doing what was expected of us. We're kind of going through the murky waters without praying about it or really knowing about what, what we were doing. Yeah, and that was kind of the kickoff of of the of the journey, really the journey of, of discovering, because it, it really what it started was us knowing our child. Yeah. Um, to the best of our ability, being a two year old, however old she was, four. Yeah, and and recognizing that our child is uniquely ours. She is who God gifted us. She, he gifted her to us. In that, with that, that we are the ones who are supposed to be raising her and how God shows us how to raise her. And I think that that's like a beautiful picture of like knowing your child. And we look at the cross, we look at scripture, even with Jesus with us, when he tells us to do things in our lives, it's because he knows us because we're his children and directing it. And it's just such a, I don't know, a a beautiful picture of the cross and like what God has done in our own lives. Yeah. And so... And so for us, like I said, it, it was a journey, and we didn't even know what we were doing at the time. That's oh. the funny thing is that is, um, no idea. We just we just really loved Adeline, 
and we wanted what was best for her. And sometimes that takes sacrifice of, of our own personal. But yeah. but the, like I said, the, the the fruit of it is way better. Like um, I remember I, I always say this because I heard it someone say it and I stole it. It's like if I would have known what was at stake right. um, 14 years ago, I would have fought a lot harder a lot sooner. And that was something that we recognized when our kids got a little bit older. When you start like seeing them, who they're developing to be as people, it took a while to get there. And to say like, oh, wow. Yeah, and that and we really when Adeline was just entering in her teen, early teen, preteen stages, where we were going, we've raised our you know half of our kids and our daughter in college too, and, and she's a different journey. She came to us when she was fourteen. We raised them not really knowing the Holy Spirit and relying on the Holy Spirit and having intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and that was very eye opening for us. Yeah, what was it that Pastor Peach said that really hit us? And the kids with, at the revival meetings? Yeah, so we were at a revival meeting, and uh, a great pastor, Pastor Pete, he's out of Concord, New Hampshire, Word of Life. And um, I was doing something with my children. We were in weeks and weeks of revival services, and he came over to me, and he goes, you know, at Azusa Street, the children used to play with the glory. And I said, oh, yeah, I knew that. And he left, and it just it hit me, and I felt like God, God telling me, you know, like parenting, like in the glory of being like in the midst of worship, but also caretaking for our children. And actually throughout that whole summer and to this day, it changed my worship because, you know, as a mom, I have young kids, and when we go to services or we're in church services, it's difficult sometimes. It's difficult to enter into God's presence, but then I have to tend to a nursing baby or a three-year-old who has to go to the bathroom 17 times. You know, it gets difficult, but it changed my thought process of, like, in the midst of that, like, still being in the glory, still being in his presence, and just letting the parenting overflow out of that, and it was incredible for me. I think a part of it, too, is is that we we const- we. We deconstruct our faith to just be like a Sunday yeah. morning thing. So, like yeah. when I say deconstruct, is that God is this? God is. It's a popular word right now. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> uh, God is God all the time, right? And we live in response to our view of Him. Yeah. And so for us, it was deconstructing the idea that Sunday was the only time of ministry, right? And to that every time, and but also allowing Sunday to be a time of ministry. Like, yes, like you can have a three-year-old in a service and. And, and still mother and nurture them while ministering to them and ministering to Jesus. Right, exactly. But, um, but we had to get the, the, the big picture of it, that God God is a, the God of our family. Um, Sunday morning, Tuesday, I skipped Monday for some reason. I see <laughs> off. So. I went to public school too, look at that. The Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it repeats. That God is always the God, of, like, and it was, it was it was really getting that in the picture. So my parenting is is in view or in the shadow of God being King of my life, right? And so, so it was really coming to that acknowledgement that that the way I treat my kids, and for me this is kind of a big thing. We'll get into it more matters because it's it's in view of God being the King of my life, right? And and allowing God to minister th- through me in every area with our family and even like family devos and which we, we got better at, but we still need to get better at. But like, um, and, and, and understanding that like discipleship, like for so long being in ministry, I'm just going to be honest with you being with being in ministry, you disciple people of the church, right? Your family's your family, but you disciple them. But actually it's the reverse. My, my first ministry is my children. Right. And to understand that and allow that to be the, the main focal point of, of the way we parent and the way we do things really, it had to click. I mean, it's it's clear. you can say it, 
and you can say it and you can say it and you yeah. can say it, but it's a different thing to practice it. Right. Um, and, and it's the same thing like in your business and in anything that you do, if, if God is on, is, is the Lord of your life, then everything you do is in the shadow of that. Right. And parenting is just another example of that. Yeah. And, um, and when he was talking about Azusa Street, that, that struck me too, is that, is that when your kids are there and they're seeing it and they're experiencing it and they're seeing you experience it too, yes. that it becomes a reality by which they're going to live their life out. Let's do Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. What? <laughs> you say it. <laughs> Deuteronomy? 11. <laughs> and I homeschool my kids, yeah. Uh, and it, it talks about that. And, and God tells, he commands, he said, tell, tell your children because they weren't there when I parted the sea. Tell, this, tell your children because they weren't there when I took you out of Israel. Tell them what happened. You know, write it on your... Egypt. Yes. Deuteronomy, Egypt. <laughs> All right, don't listen to me. Write it on your, ha- your hand, your arms, your heads. Like, tell them over and over again. Write it down, tell them. And that's something that we trying to apply in our life and, and, and telling our children and showing that our children. And, and the funny thing is that as, <laughs> as we've done this, what we found out is that like one generation kind of plows a field, yeah. right? And then the next generation sows and, and, and like, and you see the fruit of, of the labor that you put into the field, right? So like you even see it in their faith. So like some, like we're, we're, we're not new to the Pentecostal movement. We're not move, We're not new to the spirit moving our lives, but it has been a little dormant at times. Yes. Yes. But our kids, they just take it and they run with it. So yeah. Time, yeah, so as we were seeing, like when one generation kind of plows the way for the next, um, like we, for us it was faith, right? right. And, and our kids got that a lot easier than what it, we, what it took us, as, if that makes sense, is that we, yeah. were, we were kind of on a journey and our kids are standing on our shoulders of where we're at now. And so in our parenting and in your parenting, as you, as you surrender to God and as you seek God to, for how to shepherd the kids that he loves more than you. He does. Right, that he created them. He gave them purpose and destiny mm-hmm. to their life and has a plan in the future for them that far supersedes what you can hope or imagine, believe it or not. Um, that as you do that and as you, as you grow in your faith, your children actually, um, they don't build from ground zero. Right. They build from where you leave off. It's one generation declaring to the next. Yeah, one de- generation will declare or praise the works of your hand to the next. And so our kids, we've seen the fruit of this just in the past few years. Yeah. Is that sometimes when, we, when we're upset or something happens, they immediately say, well, well let's pray. And we're like, what do you mean let's pray? And, but they're right. <laughs> this is and that's what we desire. And that's what we desire. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it's just a, it's a weird thing. We desire for them to be stronger than us in faith we do and uh, when it happens maybe we're jealous i don't know maybe it just it just it it takes a little while to get through our our adult brains what our kids have already grasped about faith and about the holy spirit and we can honestly learn a lot from them in that and just going where the spirit leads instead of having all the other stuff cloud it you know so as we close out this episode, just so you know, I was just thinking about this. This is not a homeschooling podcast. We're not going to tell you. But I that, do talk about it a lot. Yeah, and she obsesses, um, <laughs> but that's okay because it's worked for us. But but this is not a homeschool podcast. It's not no. it's not a any kind of weird uh, uh, hippy dippy parenting podcast. This is just seeking God, no. uh, seeking God on how to shepherd your child. Yeah. Um, and as you do it, you'll see that they'll succeed not just in like worldly things. But they'll, but they'll succeed in their faith and in knowing who God is and, and in the calling that God has on their life. Yeah. And their character will grow too. 
Um, we just say that because we've experienced that. We've seen it. And so we invite you to take this journey with us. We'll be doing more podcasts. I don't know how what the schedule is right now. I don't know. Um, we have a lot of kids. So. Yeah, and we have a lot of stories. And we have a lot going on. And so um, <laughs> we invite you to take this journey with us and grow and, and then see the fruit of it. That's the one thing. that, that That's why we do this. That's why we felt um, called to, to, to do this is because there's fruit that we've seen, and it's good fruit. Yeah. And so if, if we can help you in that and, and, and see, I don't know, families be stronger. Because Satan attacks families. Like we've seen that in children. We've seen yeah. that in ministry time and time again. And so, so strengthening the family really strengthens the body of Christ. Yeah. And if you have questions, you can email us at uh, generation at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Raising the Revival Generation. And uh, we are working on getting the rest of these socials up. But obviously, you know, we think you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on our podcast. So if you're on YouTube, go ahead and give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Ring the bell for the notifications. If we didn't include that, our kids would be really mad. And share. And share. Share. Um, Satan attacked family right in the garden, and he's been doing that ever since. And so we're about building stronger families for God's right. glory and for the kingdom of God to advance. Amen. And so God bless you. God and keep you. we look forward to seeing you in episode two. Yes. Where we don't know what we're going to talk about. No idea. But it might be fun. It might be embarrassing for her. And uh, God bless you guys. I'm not going to try to pronounce any more Bible book names. Deuteronomy. Say it one more. Say it once for them. Before we go, say Deuteronomy. I can't because now I keep hitting the mic, but you keep putting me under pressure. And I'm definitely not. (laughs) Well, go put on the song downstairs. Deuteronomy. Pulse this out. Goodbye.